Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 108, three quick and easy wild turkey recipes for Thanksgiving. And I am your host and the guy who is jacked up. I just learned that me and the boys drew for our Arizona wild turkey tag and I am pumped right now. So with that being said, I've got a lot of planning to do here over the next, well, really, months. But I'm going to get hot and heavy on it this weekend while I am sitting in a tree stand because rifle season opens in Alabama Saturday. So I'll be looking to fill up the freezer with some deer meat here this weekend. My wife informed me that we were getting a little bit low in the deer meat department. So got to get that stock back up. And speaking of significant dates, we are 118 days, 10 hours, 56 minutes, and 39 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. And we are 7 days, 5 hours, 18 minutes, and 32 seconds away from Thanksgiving. This year, just like last year, and just like the year before that, I'm thankful for you guys. And I'm also thankful for all of the guests who have come on the show over the years to share their knowledge with all of us, and I am thankful for the opportunity to talk about one of my favorite topics in the whole wide world once a week, every week, and I'm just glad somebody's listening, other than my mom. Now, seriously, she doesn't listen. So, (laughs) hey, it's been a while since I actually read a review from you guys, and, you know, I truly am thankful for everyone who listens to the show. And that's why I like to read these reviews, because I'm thankful for you guys who take the time out of your busy day and your busy lives to write in a few words on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and Player FM and these other podcast players out there to let others know that you're enjoying the show and that you're getting something out of it. So that's why I like to read them. This week, I have a review from Wes Lutz, and here's what Wes has to say. Five stars, valuable to any level of hunter. This podcast is the number one resource for any turkey hunter at any level. Andy's love of the sport comes out through his tips, tricks, and incredible guests. This, and that's in all caps, should be the first tool in any hunter's turkey vest. Thanks for this resource, Andy. Wes, thank you again for taking the time to leave the review. I do know that I owe you a phone call, and I haven't forgotten that. And we're getting close, you know. 
So I'll buzz you before I start to book anything else after I get my annual trip booked here and we'll get something on the calendar. So as you guys know, Thanksgiving is just a little over a week away. And today I want to share with you three quick and easy wild turkey recipes that I really enjoy personally. You know, if you're like me and you have a large family, serving wild turkey for Thanksgiving is not terribly practical in that you'll need to serve about four or five turkeys to feed everyone. Now, I love my family and all, but I don't think I'm storing four to five whole wild turkeys in my freezer for my family and cooking those for Thanksgiving every year. And depriving myself of wild turkey for dinner throughout the year along the way as well. I might be a little bit selfish in that respect. In addition to that, the dark meat on a wild turkey is going to get tough on you before the white meat does if you try to cook a whole wild bird in the oven like we do for these farm birds. But with that said, I do think that serving a wild turkey breast alongside your whole oven-roasted farm bird or fried farm bird, however you want to cook your farm bird, or even a wild turkey leg and thigh soup as a hot first course is a great idea to share your love of the sport and your appreciation of the turkey that gave its life for your family. So let's get into the good stuff this week and let's talk about cooking some birds. Okay, first things first, before I cook any wild turkey, and really before I cook just about any bird at all, I like to brine the bird before I cook it. It helps to seal in the moisture. It helps to add a little bit of extra flavor to the bird. And it's very simple and easy to do. So here's my recipe for brine. It's very easy. I like to get a half gallon of very warm water. In fact, I'll even go as far as to say hot water. And I will pour a half of a cup of table salt in that half gallon of hot water. Stir it up very well so that the salt dissolves completely. And then I'll take that gallon-sized pitcher that I'm mixing this concoction in and fill it up the rest of the way with ice so that that hot water is cooled off and borderline cold for that matter. And that's it. That is my recipe for brine. If you want to use kosher salt, you can certainly do that. Just scale it back and use half as much kosher salt as you do table salt. So you'd want to use a quarter of a cup of kosher salt. Get that dissolved in the hot water and then make that hot water cold by dumping ice into it. Make you a gallon of brine. Pour that over the wild turkey that you're going to cook. Let it brine overnight. Pull that turkey out of the brine. Rinse it off with cold water. Pat it dry with some paper towels. And you're ready to go for any of these three recipes that I'm about to give you. So, first up. I have for you the recipe for what we in my family normally eat as part of a meal in my house. But I can definitely see someone serving this as a great appetizer or even a first course leading up to the main course. All right, so this recipe is for bacon-wrapped wild turkey poppers. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take one half of a wild turkey breast that you hopefully have already cleaned all the fat the silver sinew, and the shot out of, and cut it into strips. And when I'm cooking this as a meal, I like to cut the strips about a quarter inch thick, and I'll run those strips the full length of the turkey breast. And remember to always cut against the grain of the breast. 
your meat will come out much more tender if you will cut it against the grain of the breast. Now, if you're going to cook this as poppers and serve it as an appetizer to your guest for Thanksgiving, then you're going to want to make these strips smaller so that they really will be bite size and they will be poppers that you can pop in your mouth and go. Okay, once I get the meat cut into the size for what I'm going to be using it for, I season it. And I like to season mine with a little bit of onion powder, a little bit of garlic powder, and black pepper. All right, then I'm going to take a cube of cream cheese. Now, if you're making poppers and you're making these smaller, you want to use, I'd say, a chunk of cream cheese, a cube of cream cheese that's maybe a quarter inch by a quarter inch. Something that you can physically wrap that turkey breast around. So you don't want that cream cheese to be too big. Take one or two banana peppers, put it with the cream cheese, put it on top of one of the strips of the turkey breast, Wrap the breast around the cream cheese and the banana peppers. And you can use either hot or mild banana peppers, whichever you like. I actually really enjoy the flavor of the mild banana peppers, and I use them on a ton of stuff at my house. Salads, sandwiches, of course, for this, and I even use them for a snack. I really like them. I think they're great. So once you wrap that breast around the cream cheese and the banana peppers, you're going to wrap that breast in bacon. If you're going to make them as poppers, you probably want to cut the bacon in half. If you're going to make them in larger strips to where it would be a first course for your meal, then you probably want to use a whole piece of bacon to wrap that popper with. Okay, so here's another thing that you're going to want to do. After you wrap it, a lot of people put toothpicks in the meat to hold the meat. If you're using poppers and using smaller sizes, that's fine. That's not an issue. But if you're making the larger first course size portions, then I recommend using a tried spaghetti noodle. And you may have a little bit of difficulty with them breaking going into the turkey breast. But if you'll use spaghetti noodle instead of a toothpick, you don't have to worry about biting the toothpick. And as the meat cooks, that spaghetti noodle is going to soften and you don't have to worry about having a piece of wood or splinters in your meal. Try the spaghetti noodles. If they break on you, then you may want to use some smaller pieces just to hold and, and put them in the turkey breast just far enough to hold that bacon to keep it from unwrapping and falling off of your poppers. Once you've got all of those ready, put them on the grill on medium heat and keep an eye on them. Remember, the bacon is going to flare up as it cooks. That fat from that pork is going to drip onto the flames and it's going to cause your grill to flare up. And sometimes that'll overcook your turkey. So keep an eye on it. When that turkey breast gets to be done, don't overcook it, but when that turkey breast gets to be done, pull those off, let them cool a little bit and enjoy those. You know, this is my wife's favorite way of cooking wild turkey. And she does not even really like bacon. I know, I know, I know. I married a woman who doesn't like bacon. How did I do that? Okay, so the turkey comes out moist because of the bacon. It helps to seal that moisture in. You get that little bit of fat getting infused in that meat, and it really helps to keep that moisture in there. Also, that bacon helps to give it a salty taste as well. And the creaminess of that cream cheese combined with the pickled banana peppers and that kick of your garlic and black pepper seasoning, oh man, it is really fantastic. And now I'm craving them just thinking about it. 
just remember smaller amounts of your ingredients if you want poppers. And if you do poppers, you should get about 30 or so from a half of a breast, or you can get about 10 to 12 of the larger size ones from half a breast if you want to serve those as a first course to your Thanksgiving meal. Okay, so now let's talk about a first course for your Thanksgiving meal. And let's talk some warm, delicious turkey leg and thigh and wild rice soup. Again, you're going to start this with a clean, brined, and shot-free turkey. Two legs and two thighs. Yeah, if you caught that, I did say shot-free legs and thighs, and don't you judge me. So the first thing you're going to do is actually cook the legs and the thighs. So bring a large pot that's about half to three-quarters full of water to a boil and add the two turkey legs and two thighs to that and make sure that the water covers the legs and the thighs. Bring the water to a boil on medium-high After you add the legs and the thighs, of course, you're going to lose that boil that you had going on. So bring it back up to a boil on medium-high heat, and then turn the heat down to medium so that you have kind of a slow boil going on. Leave the pot uncovered and add water periodically as needed to keep the meat covered while it cooks. Boil those legs and thighs for about 90 minutes or until they're fully cooked, and then pull the meat from the water and save the water. Do not discard that water. That is your broth. That's your base for the soup that you're going to make. Okay, when you pull the meat from the water, you want to then pull the meat from the bones, and that meat should come off pretty easily. After the meat comes off, pick the tendons and the ligaments and the cartilage from the cooked meat and throw them out with the bones, or you can even give those to your favorite four-legged hunting buddy. And here are the ingredients for the rest of this recipe. You're going to need one half cup of butter, two finely chopped carrots, two finely chopped celery stalks, one medium chopped onion, your turkey broth, and you should have about four cups of that. You're going to have two cups of cooked wild rice, a half of a cup of all-purpose flour, two cups of half and half cream, I'm going to say probably about a teaspoon or so of dried parsley flakes. If you want to use fresh parsley, I highly recommend that just this time of year. It can be a little bit harder to find, and especially this time of year because of Thanksgiving, it can be a little bit harder to find. So feel free to use the dried parsley. You want a half a teaspoon of salt and about a quarter teaspoon of pepper. Now, personally, I like to add garlic to everything. So... I like to throw a couple of cloves of crushed garlic in as well, just to add a little bit of that extra seasoning. Uh, I'm a garlic nut, what can I say? Also, of course, you've got your turkey. That's a huge ingredient when you're making turkey soup. So from here, what you want to do is you want to heat your butter over medium-high heat, and you want to stir in your carrots, your celery, and your onion, and cook those until they're tender. And remember, your carrots are going to take a couple of minutes longer to cook than your celery and your onion. So start off with your carrots, get those cooking for a few minutes, and then add your celery and onion and cook that until it's tender. Then you're going to stir in the flour until you've got it blended very well. You want to cook all of that until it starts to bubble up pretty good. And then you're going to add your broth. So as you're adding your broth, you're continuing to stir. You want to bring that to a boil while you're stirring the whole time. 
so that that flour stays blended and it doesn't get clumpy or even stick to the bottom of your pan or your Dutch oven, however you're cooking this. So you want to cook this and stir for about two minutes or until you get that broth, that base for your soup, thickened. Once that thickens, now you're ready to go. Stir in all the other ingredients, bring it back to a boil, reduce your heat, let it simmer, leave the top off. You're going to stir it occasionally, and this is going to be done in about 20 minutes. With this soup, you're probably going to be able to feed about 16 people or so with one recipe of this soup because you're going to serve them a small cup of it instead of a big bowl. You're going to have plenty of soup to go around for a pretty good sized group of people. Now, I like recipes where I already have most of the ingredients at the house, and I don't have to spend 30 or $40 for items at the grocery store that I'm likely not going to use again before they expire, like half and half. Now, that's why I like this soup recipe, and I really enjoy it, and it's also why I like this next recipe as well. This next recipe is... One, you're not likely going to have to leave the house for ingredients at all, and it's fantastic. Now, I'm raving about it because, like I told you, garlic is one of my favorite food groups. So, I like garlic, I like Reese's Cups, I like Kit Kat bars, and I like peanut M&Ms. Those are four of my favorite food groups. I know they're not on the pyramid, but I'm pretty sure that the government got that pyramid wrong. They've gotten just about everything else wrong, so why would they get the pyramid right? Okay, so start with one half clean, brined, and shot-free turkey breast. And here's what you're going to do. It just doesn't get very much easier than this. So you're going to take that half of a turkey breast, and you're going to cut it into about four-ounce size steaks. Not strips, but steaks. They're going to be a little bit thicker than a strip like you're going to cut to make these poppers with. And probably, I'd say, four inches long by about three inches wide. You want one tablespoon of kosher salt, a half of a teaspoon of pepper. In addition to being a garlic nut, I'm a pepper nut as well. So I generally will over pepper. And I like to use fresh ground pepper. So that's just my little two cents there. You want to throw about three, or in my case, five cloves of garlic that you've peeled and then crushed into this mix with about a third of a cup of extra virgin olive oil. I like my olive oil to be untarnished, to be pure and whole, so I like my olive oil extra virgin. So you're going to mix the salt, the pepper, the garlic, and the olive oil together and if you're like me, you're going to have to stop yourself from getting a spoon and just eating that. Then you're going to throw the turkey breast in. Mix it all up. You want to toss those turkey steaks around inside that mix that you have, your marinade. Cover the container that you've got your ingredients in and stick it in the refrigerator for a couple of hours. Then you want to get your grill to about medium-high heat and remove your turkey from the refrigerator and let it sit at room temperature for a little while. It doesn't have to sit for long. 15-20 minutes is enough. Pull your steaks from your marinade, throw them on the grill, let them grill for about three minutes on each side. Again, medium-high heat. Check them. Make sure that they're cooked completely, but don't overcook them. Don't overcook them. That is the number one sin that we all commit when we cook wild game. We overcook it. Do not overcook these turkey steaks. Three minutes, four minutes on each side, 
pull them off there, and you're ready to eat. It just doesn't get any easier than that, and it doesn't get any more delicious than that as well. Nothing in that recipe hides or masks any of the taste of that wild turkey meat. In fact, everything's going to bring that taste out, and those steaks are going to be fantastic. Okay, so there are three recipes for you guys to try out next week for Thanksgiving dinner. And if you decide to tackle one or all three, please let me know which one you tackled and how it turned out for you. Also, if you have a favorite quick and easy recipe for wild turkey that you want to share with your Turkey Hunter podcast family, send it on my way. I would love to see it. My wife and I are always looking for new delicious ways to cook my favorite bird. And you can email me at andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. And I will share the recipe on the show with everyone listening to the show. And of course, I'm going to try it. Now, that's all I've got for you guys today. But I do want you to do me one little favor this week. When you're enjoying your time with your friends and family for Thanksgiving, and you've got that friend or family member who's at your house, spending time with you, watching football, eating some food, make mention to them about this show on iTunes on Stitcher Radio, on Player FM, on Google Play Music, and take it one little step further. Download a podcast player on their phone for them and subscribe them to the show. And then just show them all they have to do each week is open up that application on their smartphone and click play on the Turkey Hunter podcast and we'll make it happen. That is a huge favor that you can do for me this week. Hey, thanks so much, you guys. I appreciate you tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and a wonderful Thanksgiving. And thanks to all of you men and women serving in our military. I very much appreciate you. Thank you to your families as well for making a sacrifice. For you guys who are away from your families for this Thanksgiving holiday, you are all in my prayers. I wish that you're all safe and your families are safe as well. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.